Before I get to our reason for being here, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the significance of this day, Veterans Day. On behalf of all the leaders in the Mountain West Conference, I want to thank all veterans who have so honorably served our country. We honor you and respect you and are grateful for your service and the sacrifices you've made on behalf of all of us. I know that today we gave you short notice, but we wanted to allow you a chance to connect with our new commissioner as soon as possible. We'll have a more formal in-person introduction at a later time. So less than eight weeks ago, the only commissioner our conference has ever known elected to step down at the end of this calendar year. Craig Thompson has poured his heart and soul into making the Mountain West into what it is today. And we knew that we had to find someone who could build on that success through an inclusive, comprehensive search process in a short period of time to allow for a seamless transition. Conversations and listening sessions with conference leaders, athletic directors, faculty, athletic representatives, and student athletes by our search firm partners led to the creation of a position description and the recruitment of applicants. We were overwhelmed with both the number and quality of candidates, and a small subset of presidents narrowed the field down to 10, with whom we conducted initial interviews. From there, we further narrowed the field to four finalists who met with all of our Mountain West Conference presidents earlier this week. We were fully aligned in our selection of Gloria Navarez as our next commissioner. Gloria brings more than 25 years of intercollegiate athletics experience to the Mountain West Conference, currently serving as the commissioner of the West Coast Conference since 2018. She has an incredible track record of service in the Pac-12, in senior roles at the University of Oklahoma and the University of California, Berkeley, and during stints at San Jose State University and the West Coast Conference. She impressed our presidents with her passion for student athletes, her aggressive vision for the Mountain West, her knowledge and command of the multitude of challenges in front of intercollegiate athletics, her commitment to inclusiveness, and her strong communication skills. Gloria has a seat at the table on some of the most influential working groups in college sports, including the Transformation Committee, and has seen up close the power and the mechanics of major college football and basketball, the key revenue drivers for our schools and for our conference. She has demonstrated an ability to be creative, to take on risks, to rethink how we do things in college athletics, and to envision and implement change. We are so grateful for the incredible foundation that Craig Thompson has built over the first quarter century of the Mountain West, and we're thrilled to have Gloria take the baton and lead us to even greater heights. We're truly honored to welcome Gloria as our next commissioner, and I now turn it over to her to make some brief remarks. Thank you so much, President Stokes. I Again, I can't tell you how honored and humbled I am to be selected to lead one of the nation's elite athletic conferences. And I wanna thank the board of directors and President Stokes for your leadership and time and believing in me and my vision and allowing me to take the reins at the Mountain West. I truly believe we're well positioned as a league thanks to the incredible legacy of Commissioner Thompson. Um, and I look forward to uh, working really hard on behalf of the student athletes of the Mountain West to continue that upward trajectory. Uh, we will be aggressive, we will be innovative, we will be inclusive, and we will keep our focus on the student-athletes who call the Mountain West Conference home. Again, I want to thank everyone in the conference and those that uh, handled the search. I'm really, really excited about this extraordinary leadership opportunity and cannot wait to visit the campuses, the student-athletes, the conference staff, and all the fans, and to get to the work ahead. So with that, I'd be happy to take any questions. 
Thank you. If you'd like to ask Commissioner Navarez a question, please raise your virtual hand located at the bottom of your Zoom webinar screen. Uh, we will have one question and one follow-up for the commissioner. And if we have time after that, uh, we will allow follow-ups from there as well. So if you'd like to ask Commissioner Navarez a question, please raise your virtual hand and we will get you into the queue. Commissioner Navarez, our first question will come from Chris Benini from The Athletic. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, hi, Gloria. Congratulations on the job. I'm just curious, uh, as you prepare to step into this role, what do you see are maybe the top handful of uh, topics and issues that uh, you feel like you need to address with the conference? Thank you for the question, Chris. And, you know, I think they're the top issues <laughs> and questions that are facing our entire association. Um, the changing landscape in conference alignment and college athletics, and then everything that's coming out and through the transformation committee, which sounds like, you know, changes to division one membership standards, championship and how championship structure and access and how we govern ourselves. So, um, Fortunately, I'm kind of in the room on a lot of those discussions and, and I'm ready and able to, to bring all the information and you know perspective I have to the Mountain West. And in realignment has kind of always been a constant within this conference. Um, I, I know you dealt with some of it as well with, with the WCC. Uh, just how do you approach that as a commissioner and what role do you think the commissioner plays in uh, movements in terms of either trying to keep members or adding new members? I think it's a central role for all the 32 Division I commissioners. And, you know, it starts with communication and keeping a pulse on your own membership as well as what's going on out there. I think the one thing we can all be certain is no one really knows what's going on. It's changing minute by minute. Um, but, you know, in the Western region, geography has lended a level of consistency and stability over the last couple decades and only recently have we seen this kind of mass fluctuation so i think it's incumbent on me to keep open communication with all the members of the mountain west conference and also keep an eye on the horizon and the pulse of what's going on and you know constantly convene our membership to be talking about and thinking about membership even if we are or are not under threat of losing schools Thank you, Chris, for your question. We had some more media start to come into the call. So as a reminder, if you'd like to ask Commissioner Navarez a question, please raise your virtual hand at the bottom of the screen. Uh, Commissioner, next we will go to Jeff Grammer from the Albuquerque Journal. Congratulations on the job. I, with realignment as the obvious backdrop to this question um, and the conference you're coming from, in 2018, there was some I guess, flirting going on with Gonzaga as I'm looking at a headline, pulling up the past stories, and they flirted with the Mountain West is is what a lot of people described it as. There were some concessions made to keep Gonzaga. The, the Mountain West currently has a structure where Boise State has some different um, membership kind of um, criteria when when the league decided to keep them around or tried to keep them around. And and in recent years, it's kind of come to come to light that a lot of members don't like those kind of setups. I'm curious philosophically, I know it's the board of directors ultimately that make these decisions, but philosophically, what is your stance on, on making special accommodations to get certain members into the league when the rest of the membership doesn't have the same? Yes, thank you for the question, Jeff. And it's a great one because, you know, 
20 years ago, there was kind of a philosophy among all the conferences that equal revenue distribution was a must and it was necessary to maintain conference harmony. Whereas you've seen different models and every conference is slightly different about a little bit more eat what you kill. Maybe there's a baseline distribution and then there's some incentives or rewards uh, for athletic success further into the NCAA men's basketball tournament or in bowl selection, um, that type of thing. So while I don't yet have a need to get in and, you know, get a little more intel from behind the curtain of the Mountain West, I, I do feel that in this day and age, we should be open to being innovative, but a healthy conference does have a baseline investment, a baseline level of commitment to each other that you have to start with. So the, you know, changing over time, but still with those foundations in some equity, but a little bit more um, ability to look at um, rewarding, for, rewarding performance. Because as we know, going to bowl games and going to the NCAA tournament requires a lot of investment as well. And quick follow-up, the, the obvious um, move from WCC to Mountain West is a, a football conference where you are now and a non-football conference where you were. You've been at other places, obviously, that had football. But what would you, I guess, tell those around the league who, who might be a little concerned that with football being the driving force for revenue and television rights, what would you uh, say to your um, ability to handle football in coming from a position that didn't have football. Absolutely. If you look back on my path, um, my entire career has been in and around large football. WCC has been the the stop where we, we don't have, um, we don't sponsor football as a league. So there isn't a piece of big football that I haven't worked with and around. And as we know, it powers the association. And so for me, this is a great opportunity. I attended large public state institutions, high school, college, law school, um, have worked at majority of my career at like institutions. And I'm really excited to get back to my roots in, in large public institutions and football sponsoring institutions. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Jeff. Once again, if you'd like to ask Commissioner Navarez a question, please raise your virtual hand at the bottom of the screen. We'll wait a second, see if anybody else has any other questions. Well, we have a follow-up from Jeff Grammer from the Albuquerque Journal. So go ahead, Jeff. David, I didn't know if, if uh, Garnet Stokes was also available still or? She is, she is here on okay. the call. We'll go ahead and have Garnet come up on the, on the screen. There you go. There's President Stokes for you. Garnet, nice to see you. Um, um, I'm curious if you guys will, I know you said there were, the, the list gets whittled down. You had a list of 10 and then you had a list of four finalists. Is Are the four finalists something that the uh, board of directors is going to be releasing? Uh, no, we will not. And the, the follow-up to that is what was the, I guess, main priority that you guys were looking for? And was there anything that kind of surprised you in this, this candidate pool, what they were sort of bringing to you that maybe you guys weren't thinking of? That's uh, Jeff. That's a wonderful uh, set of questions. I will tell you that um, we were uh, really excited about the strength of the pool um, of people from a variety of backgrounds and experiences. 
Uh, it's always fascinating to hear people's visions uh, their, and experiences related to collegiate athletics and their thoughts about the future of collegiate athletics. Um, really, I think we were uh, we were just thrilled with the strength of the of the pool. Um, you know, I think we were looking for someone who was enthusiastic, experienced, aggressive, and thinking about the future of uh, of collegiate athletics and uh, someone with a vision to uh, to really uh, move this conference forward, you know, following uh, uh, following uh, in Craig's footsteps, you know, uh, having been our commissioner for so long and Gloria blew us all away, I will tell you that. And so uh, very excited that um, uh, that uh, we selected her and that she uh, she uh, jumped in to join us. Thank you. We're going to give one more opportunity for anybody that would like to ask Commissioner Navarez a question or President Stokes a question. We will return to the athletic and Chris Vanini. Chris, go ahead. Uh, yes, for, for Gloria, um, the college football playoff, you know, uh, committee that, that that Craig is on, the commissioners, they're still going through a lot of early expansion and figuring out those details. Will you be a part of that before January 1st or what's kind of your role? No, my start date is January 1st um, and then would take the position of um, representing the group of five in that room. Do, do you plan to over the next, I guess, less than two months uh, to to kind of get, I guess, debriefed from Craig on some of these things or how do you kind of go about that? Oh, absolutely. Craig is going to be on speed dial. Uh, he and I have known each other for many, many years. I've already talked to him this morning and, uh, you know, I'm very excited. He will continue to be a resource and continue to be a major influence um, on, you know, the early days of my tenure. So I'm looking forward to working with him and learning a ton. Thanks, Chris. Our next question is going to come from Scott Bemis at KCTV in Fresno. Go ahead, Scott. Hi, Gloria. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can. Hello, yeah. Scott. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, I kind of following up on, on Chris's question right there. I was just curious to get your vision. What would you like to see for the college football playoff and for Mountain West access possibly to that playoff? What's your, what's your ideal way that college football should be conducting its playoff? Well, certainly there's tremendous opportunity in the upcoming expansion. I know the details of that are still being worked out, but, you know, it's good to know that the at least the group of five has a, an access point to that in the top six. And I think positioning the Mountain West to really take advantage and maximize getting the most teams in those at large selections or, you know, on the board for those at large bids is you know, of prime concern, I think, for me and the league coming into this position. And so being a voice at the table as they continue to figure out the details of how the expansion is going to work, I think is incumbent upon us. But, you know, for my position, it's really, really positive that we do have that one, I guess I'll call it an AQ spot, um, and we'll have expanded opportunity to get more teams in the playoff. Thank you. Scott, thank you for your question. We'll give one last opportunity as we have a question remaining in the queue. Uh, we're going to go to Sam Hauser from ESPN Radio in Albuquerque. Go ahead, Sam. Just unmute yourself. Can you hear me now? Yep, we can hear you. Okay. Congratulations on the on the opportunity. You've already hit on some of the few uh, big things going on in, in college sports right now. 
you know, one of the other ones I wanted to ask you about was just everything that's going on with NIL and just, you know, your thoughts on what a conference's role should be. And if you are more along the lines of kind of communicating with other conferences, if you want to set your own, your own ground rules on that, just your thoughts on, on where a conference should stand with its member schools when it comes to NIL. Yes. And NIL has been, um, very much the wild, wild west a little bit um, recently. My own personal feelings, I hope that at some point we can get some guardrails back around it so we limit pay for play. And I know that is the current standing rule, but I think a lot of folks feel that NIL is being used for pay to play. So I would like to see us as an association nationally, you know, put some real teeth into that and kind of put that genie back in the bottle a little bit. But by and large, I think NIL has been a really positive thing for schools and for their student athletes. And I believe there is a role for the conference offices in there. Um, right now, it looks a little bit more like education, training, um, teaching the student athletes what this new opportunity is about. But I do think in the future, there is room and opportunity to perhaps have conference-wide NIL deals or help support the schools in, you know, bringing all the student athletes together to maximize their name image likeness. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. We'll now go to Chris Lewis, a play-by-play -play analyst for CBS Sports Network and Boise State. Go ahead, Chris. And once again, congratulations. Question I have uh, kind of relates to basketball in the uh, postseason tournament. I know in the West Coast Conference, uh, it was known for having, you know, the top seeds get multiple buys in the structure of that conference tournament. I was wondering what the uh, procedure would be for evaluating what the uh, ideal format for the postseason basketball tournament would be for the Mountain West. Thank you for the question, Chris. And as you know, in any sport, not just basketball, the conference touches the sport in three major areas. Well, two, conference schedule, conference tournament. And there's also the non-conference schedule in which some leagues have adopted non-conference scheduling guidelines. And I don't think you can look at any one piece without looking at all three. And it's incumbent upon the league office to constantly evaluate annually the strength of the league, where you are, you, you know, rebuilding phase, you have more teams in the top versus in the rebuilding or vice versa. And then react or create your scheduling parameters accordingly because the a healthy ecosystem in a conference league is when you're rebuilding the strength of the league pulls you up if you're at the top chasing national titles you will not take a step backwards as you progress through non-conference and league play so it's a constant evaluation and that is the philosophy and evaluation i would bring to the mountain west Thank you, Chris, for the question. Next, we'll go to Jason Walker, 106.9 Radio in Logan, Utah. So I just wanted to ask a question as to how important uh, conference expansion is, you know, for the Mountain West to maintain, you know, growth. I said it's an elite conference, and obviously it's, it's having a, a good stretch right now. How important would it be to expand to maintain that growth? You know, if for any conference, I think the question of expansion is really about what is your why? What are you trying to achieve? And then the number that you're at, does it achieve that why? So positioning the Mountain West to get additional teams in the CFP or the NCAA men's basketball tournament or in all sports in the end, getting more teams at the NCAA tournament at the highest possible seating, that should be our why. So does then we have to ask ourselves, if we're losing folks, 
do we need to replace them? And do, are there replacements that further that why? So it's not for me a quick, yes, we should always be at X number of schools, but a deep analysis of, all right, who do we have in the league? Who, if someone gets lured away, who, who and what do they represent to us and what are we losing? And who and what is available to then either replace, expand and continue us towards that why? Jason, thank you for the question. Oh, you have a follow-up, Jason? No, that was it. Okay. Thank you for your question. I want to thank all the media for attending the press conference today. President Stokes, Commissioner Navarez, thank you for your time as well. Welcome, uh, Gloria. We're excited to have you in the Mountain West office starting in January, and I'm sure we'll see you sometime in the month of December. But thanks, everybody, for joining, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.